0: Welcome into Outkick the show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having a good Thursday. Well, unfortunately, the tragedy that many of us anticipated as a part of the chaotic collapse of our situation in Afghanistan came to fruition today and 12 American soldiers lost their lives during an ISIS attack Uh, according to the Pentagon who had a uh, spokesperson, a general uh, speaking from a Pentagon presser earlier this afternoon uh, I jotted down a couple of notes 12 killed, 15 injured Uh, ISIS, two different suicide bombers they believed uh, uh, blew themselves up or one did near one of the entry points at the airport they think another one may have near a uh, hotel and then in the wake of that uh, that uh, suicide bombing also terrorists opened fire on our troops and 12 of them were killed 15 of them were injured many Afghans also killed in that terror attack. Uh, it's incompetence on an unprecedented scale by the Joe Biden White House. Let me just say this right off the top. I don't root against any president. I want every president to have success. Joe Biden right now through eight months is the worst president that we've seen during my life. I am 42 years old. Uh, I don't believe that he can hardly do the job. He can barely read off of a teleprompter right now. If you watch him walking around he is a uh, he's a liability let's be honest he does not have the ability to do the job I don't think he can make it four years I'm not sure he can make it another year Kamala Harris is even more disliked than Joe Biden um, and all of this is horribly unfortunate Uh, we have been saying that Joe Biden might be Jimmy Carter 2.0 that's largely based on the inflation issues that are confronting our country right now But I think we're being unkind to Jimmy Carter because Jimmy Carter was in complete control of his faculties and was able to execute the office of Commander-in-Chief. I frankly don't believe that Joe Biden can. And I think more Americans would have been aware of this if their entire presidential campaign hadn't been predicated on putting Joe Biden in a basement and waiting for COVID to run its course. As a result, he barely had to talk. He barely had to uh, do any public events. And we're seeing that now. He can barely answer questions. He can barely read off of the teleprompter. And the result is disasters like you are seeing befall us in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. This is worse than Saigon in 1975. This is worse than Benghazi. This is the biggest American foreign policy disaster of my life. And it is an ugly incident that did not have to go this way it's a failure of the Biden administration I mean just yesterday the Biden administration was arguing that they deserved props for how well this evacuation had gone they got everything wrong they didn't think the Taliban were going to take over this country the Pentagon spokesperson said and I can't believe that this is the real world that we're relying on the Taliban to help protect our troops the Taliban are terrorists They are the people who gave safe harbor to Osama bin Laden. One of the Taliban's top leaders just went on for an interview and said he doesn't believe that Osama bin Laden was actually involved in the 9-11 terror attacks. All of this is madness and evidently Joe Biden is supposed to speak at 5 o'clock Eastern today but he's been silent all throughout the day today. I don't know how this ends I'm certain that it's not going to end well we're only eight months in and the Biden administration has completely collapsed their approval rankings have cratered and those of us who voted for Donald Trump and said that Joe Biden was not up to the challenge of being president of the United States are being validated in real time the challenge here is If Joe Biden were to resign or step down because he's incompetent and incapable of handling the job right now Kamala Harris would take over and things might get worse. Kamala Harris is arguably doing as bad of a job or a worse job than Joe Biden. She's less well-liked by the American public than even Joe Biden is. It's incompetence on a global scale. And look, I understand some people were angry about Donald Trump and the tweets that he would send but those tweets would have an impact right now the Taliban and ISIS would be afraid of what Donald Trump would do to them ask Suleimani in Iran about what Donald Trump will do if anything uh, he would rain down holy hell upon them. I would like to see some mean tweets for a change. The Democratic Party has allowed itself to be captured by an effete left-wing frankly emasculated blue checkmark brigade that is only concerned about feelings and thinks that if you send a sternly worded letter to the Taliban it's going to impact things. Big, strong, violent people are not as impacted by words as we would like them to be. And I say that as someone who makes a living partly as a writer. You need to confront violence sometimes with violence. You need to uh, confront terrorists not with negotiation strategies but with a violent response that lets them know that we will not stand for their failures. Look, whether or not you liked George W. Bush, he wouldn't stand for what happened in Afghanistan. Whether or not you liked Barack Obama, he wouldn't stand for what, just happened in, what has been happening in Afghanistan. Remember that Joe Biden advised Barack Obama against the raid that killed Osama bin Laden and also whether or not you like Donald Trump you have to know that he would not be standing for what's going on right now heck I don't think even Hillary Clinton would this is a mess Joe Biden is a disaster and I legitimately question whether he has the mental faculties at this point in time to be the President of the United States and I defy you to watch him in a press conference squint and read off of a teleprompter And think to yourself, this is a guy who's making really good decisions on behalf of America, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, or an Independent, this disaster is absolutely awful. Some bit of positive news, all right? We're going to leave that aside for a moment, and I want to talk with you about a study that will get almost no attention because it's actually not what the Corona Bro community wants to focus on. Uh, A major study in Israel has found based on uh, 76,000 different Israelis they they looked at the doubly vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine they looked at the previously infected but those who were not vaccinated that would be me, people like me and the previously infected who had gotten a single vaccine dose They found that fully vaccinated but uninfected people were significantly more likely to have a breakthrough COVID infection than people who had been infected and recovered from the disease. In fact, after three months your likelihood of infection among double vaccinated versus previously infected 13 times higher. That is people who were getting vaccinated were 13 times higher than people who had recovered from COVID already. Uh, and the, la- uh, the likelihood of symptomatic infection that's knowing that you were infected versus previously infected 27 times higher. Some major Israeli study we're going to write it up at OutKick 13 times and 27 times higher. Uh, this is pretty wild. The best way to fight COVID it turns out based on this Israeli study is to have as many people as possible survive COVID and have a natural infection. That is what I had. I had COVID and I've recovered from it as opposed to uh, focusing on vaccination alone. Again, I'm reading directly from this study The study demonstrated natural immunity confers longer lasting and stronger protection against infection, symptomatic disease and hospitalization caused by the Delta variant. Uh, That again is based on 76,000 people in Israel. They have some of the best data out there in Israel. Natural immunity provides more protection again than vaccinated immunity does in other words the best way to fight this is potentially to be focused on natural immunity seeing how many people have antibodies than to be focusing on vaccinations in general Uh, I got to tell you about making a smart financial decision inflation is rising stocks are potentially going to start to come down because they're near all-time highs taxes are projected to go way up How do you protect your assets? Something I think a lot about. One way is by buying a piece of farmland today. My family has 700 acres of farmland in West Tennessee uh, between Waverly, encouraged by the way you to support everybody out there, uh, Linden and Hohenwald. uh, On Highway 412 West Tennessee for those of you who know My family's got over 700 acres of farmland in West Tennessee. My grandfather bought that, retired to a farm as an inflation hedge when he left DuPont, had an eighth grade education, worked his entire adult life at DuPont, moved away to uh, to West Tennessee, bought a farm, and he did that in the late 60s as we headed into the early 70s as a hedge against inflation. And right now, you can do the same you can go to farmfolio.net slash clay that's farmfoli dot slash clay farmfolio.net slash clay to learn more about farmland ownership you can contact Farmfolio at farmfolio.net slash clay that's F-A-R-M-F-O-L-I-O dot net slash clay encourage you to go check farmfolio.net slash clay out today. Um, News and sports. Ryan Tannehill, Titans quarterback has tested positive despite having been doubly vaccinated. He joins Mike Vrabel, head coach of the Titans who had also been doubly vaccinated and has tested positive. Let me just say this and I'd encourage you to go read Armando Salguero's piece that is up at OutKick right now. The data reflects that the vaccine provides relatively limited protection for about six months, okay? Uh, And then it starts to wane fairly substantially. The NFL mandated all of their COVID policies on the idea that the vaccine was going to wipe out the chance of any unvaccinated person actually getting COVID. That is not in fact the case for what is taking place. As a result, The NFL has put in place a system which is nonsensical and it is not going to eliminate the number of people that are continuing to test positive despite vaccination. So, I encourage all of you out there look at the data make smart decisions go get your own antibody test to see whether or not you might have had COVID and if you are expecting for football both college and NFL to be played without issues surrounding COVID even though all the players are going to be perfectly safe and even though all the coaches are going to be perfectly safe I asked you this question which is more dangerous playing football or COVID 92% of you by the way I agree with you say that football is more dangerous than COVID there is zero doubt that playing football in the NFL and at the college level provides more danger than uh, than does COVID to young healthy people or coaches who are relatively young and healthy as well. And I think the NFL is trending towards a mess throughout the entire fall with their COVID policy. Frankly, I don't think anybody should have a COVID policy anymore. If you feel sick you can get tested and you cannot show up at practice But otherwise, we know COVID is not going to be a major impact. We never had a flu policy for NFL players before. We don't need a COVID policy in any way. That's the advice that I would give. Move on. COVID's not going away. It's going to be here for the rest of our lives. The vaccines are not going to eliminate it. Even if 100% of people had it, look at the data in Israel There's still going to be massive amounts of people who test positive for COVID. Most people will be totally fine. Some people will have major issues with it just like the flu. Uh, MSNBC is going to pay Rachel Maddow $30 million a year even though her show is going to end in the spring of 2022. She wanted more time, less focus on the show. I get it. Doing a daily show can be grinding. Point out that I do a three-hour daily radio show and have been doing it for about seven or eight years whatever the math is um, a long time 15 years of doing daily radio Uh, and there are a lot of people out there who uh, who are looking at this Rachel Maddow salary and they're saying my goodness this is pretty crazy she is the lion horse the workhorse the lion horse is that a word? the workhorse she is the lion of the MSNBC lineup she drastically outrates everyone else on that network by the way Fox News last week highest rated channel period cable or broadcast in all of television and I would imagine with what's going on in Afghanistan and the COVID mess it's only going to increase in, uh, in terms of audience going forward right now. But MSNBC congrats to Rachel Maddow uh, you're worth what you can be paid by the market I am a capitalist Rachel Maddow notches down $30 million a year. Uh, the Pac-12 came out this afternoon and announced they were not expanding Uh, but by the way uh, the first game that is going to occur uh, that has been announced since the Pac-12 the Big Ten and the ACC entered into an alliance was uh, the the, the game between LSU and Southern Cal in Las Vegas that is going to be a fabulous game I can't wait to watch that and see exactly how it goes but the Pac-12 is not expanding the Big Ten does not appear to be expanding and uh, also the ACC does not be appearing to expand that's because there's not a lot of great options for those conferences out there that are likely to make them very much money so that leaves the Big 12 what do I think the Big 12 will do? Well, I'll tell you in a second that's what we call a tease in the business but first I want to tell you all about my friends at Manscaped. And you know what? It's important to take care of your body, particularly your crown jewels. And right now, you need to get hooked up with the Lawnmower 4.0. Have you ever tried to trim below the waist and ended up having all sorts of difficulties because you're using? a bad razor or because you're using a bad electric clippers whatever the case may be you need to make the right choice and I'm here to tell you that the Manscaped uh, product the Lawnmower 4.0 is going to help you. This is the fourth generation it will be able to use you can use this by the way guys in the shower you can help to cause less of a mess you can also get hooked up here uh, with the Ultra Smooth package and you'll be glad that you do it 20% off and free shipping with the code DBAP20. A lot of you going back to college, a lot of you going back to grad school, you got kids, you got people need to be taken care of. Maybe you got a boyfriend, maybe you got a girlfriend. By the way, they can use this too. Uh, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code DBAP20 at manscaped.com for a clean trinity and beyond. Your space balls will thank you. Go to Manscape.com and use the code dbap 20 to get hooked up today. Make sure that you make the right decision there. And by the way, let me go ahead and mention this too. Uh, we got a great deal going on right now. Uh, big fight going on between Jake Paul and Ty- Tyron Woodley. Uh, you can bet $5 on Sunday night. Max bet 5 bucks. If you win, you get back a 30-to-1 payout. So you bet $5, you get back $150. Your buddy can take the other side. This is for new users. How do you get that offer? Go to fanduel.com slash clay. That is fanduel.com slash clay and you will be glad that you did it. 30 to 1 payout $5 bet turns into $150 at fanduel.com slash clay. Uh, All right, I said, what do I think the Big 12 is going to do? Okay, the Big 12 is now down to eight members. All right? Those eight members are much less valuable without Texas and Oklahoma. I think the Big 12 is going to try to go back to 12. And I think what they're going to do is add Central Florida, Cincinnati, Houston, and BYU. That would be my best guess as to the four teams that the Big 12 is going to try to add to the eight that they have right now. I think they'll go after Central Florida, Because they're in the Orlando television market in this burgeoning state of Florida. I think they will go after Houston, help solidify more of the strength there with Baylor, with TCU, with Texas Tech. Uh, I think that they will add BYU, major international, let's be honest, fan base, certainly a big national brand. uh, And I think they will add Cincinnati, all right? Those are the four teams that I think the Big 12 is going to add. West Virginia would feel a little bit better about having Cincinnati not very far away. You could have a rivalry for West Virginia there. Uh, You could have a Florida team to allow West Virginia to recruit a little bit better there. You add another team in Houston and then uh, in Texas in Houston and then you add BYU. Other teams that could be in the mix Colorado State and Memphis, I would say. Maybe, possibly, the Big 12 decides to go to 14. In that case, I think they could look at Memphis. I think they could look at Colorado State. I think they might look at Boise State. Uh, There are a lot of different interesting moves that the Big 12 could make. No matter what they do, the conference is not going to be worth anywhere near as much as it was with Texas and Oklahoma. But could they maybe hang on by their fingertips to a designation as a Power Five conference? Maybe although I think it's significant that the new alliance featuring the Big Ten, the Pac-12 and uh, the ACC did not include the Big 12 in that alliance going forward. I also think it's significant and I talked about this uh, I saw the story that the Pac-12 commissioner admitted that every one of the Power Five conferences would have taken Texas and Oklahoma if Texas and Oklahoma had reached out to them and said hey, we want to be in your conference. And that's exactly what happened to the SEC. Texas and Oklahoma reached out to Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC. What was he supposed to do? The Big Ten would have taken him. The ACC would have taken him. The Pac-12 would have taken him. And certainly the Big 12 wanted to keep them. Every major conference in America would have taken Texas and Oklahoma if they had had the opportunity to do so. Uh, and so that's why so much of this alliance response feels to me like total BS. Uh, Alright, absence of total BS that's the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show encourage you to download it really difficult show today given what's going on in Afghanistan but I thought we handled it pretty well you can go listen to all three hours Governor Christy Noem was on with us uh, we talked with Lara Logan Fox News uh, reporter war correspondent over the years uh, she was fantastic Uh, and I would encourage all of you to check out that show. Again, one more time, my name is Clay Travis, DBAP unless you need to SBAP. We're headed out. One week from today, we will have a kickoff party for college football in Knoxville with the Tennessee uh, game against Bowling Green. We're going to have a tailgate on the Strip. The Outkick 360 will be uh, broadcasting live from the Strip. I'll be there going to the game, having a fantastic time. Uh, we're going to raise some money for Waverly football. Uh, that's the area where 20 people died in the floods in Waverly over the weekend. And then we're headed into Charlotte uh, to go watch the Georgia and the Clemson game. I appreciate all of you. Hope to see a bunch of you at that kickoff event on Thursday in Knoxville. My name is Clay Travis. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. This has been Outkick the Show.